Chapter 19 Who am I? In this land, the human thinks this life is hers and his. But the medicine man knew this was not the case. Rather, that shaman knew he was given one life to live. He hadn't even given me his name. Now who was that medicine man? He left all his belongings behind, as if all he required was the elements of this land. He didn't even take his medicine bag or poncho. Of course he left the wand and flint behind for me to find. But what could he see that I couldn't? What secrets were housed within that shaman's mind? In the sky, there dwelled a secret being called the genie. Now my intuition told me his name, and so they called him Bolinyukti, a protector of this land, and he was somewhere within this air? And I'm beginning to think he's always been waiting for someone to find him, but so many would never dare. In this sea, the water knows this energy cannot be confined. Wherever the water flows, there life becomes alive. Nothing is owned. Oh, nothing is owed. And still there is a great movement within this sea as her waves ripple and flow. So selfless to be this great sea, with all her waves set free, crashing down one after the other. No wave complains because it knows once it dies, it'll be reunited with the sea. But humans, on the other hand, they grasp and attach to all that can be had. These hungry ghosts consume so much, and that's why our society has gone mad. If only we could reciprocate nature, if only we could share in her joy, rather than fighting battles with knives and guns, maybe it's our old habits that must be destroyed. As I sat by the sea, I felt quite free. But I was not like the fish, the birds, the cats, or the bees. I was given life in a human body, and there my mind could wander into theories and realities that were very complex. My imagination would wander deep into the past, or far into the future, to wonder what could be next. Perplexed, oh what was coming? At some point I'd have to return, and I could get so lost in my own head. Why, just last night, I'd been up for hours having conversations with an imaginary voice before I went to bed. Now who was I? Was I a madman after all? Called various names by all kinds of people, automatic was who I had become by default. I didn't know where I was going, or what I was here to do. I sat on the coastline and I began to remember all the things I had gone through. I remember when I worked in the Order, and I remember when Jane escaped. That's when I met Amokli, Jane, and Levi, when Manuka and I ate those magical mushrooms before we found a mysterious pyramid that changed our fate. Was it all a dream, or was this a nightmare? Was it an illusion within my head? But what about the brass door when I had no choice but to face my fear? Alas! Here I am still alive, but what have I become? Now who am I, and where am I from? For Otto is just a name, and that is not quite me. This body contains my life, but the thing I am 
craves to be freed like this great sea. My mind wanders often, and so I remember how fast my imagination could be reshaped. If I feel trapped in this body, let's remember that this past morning I was certain I was finally awake. What had happened to me, and who had I become? Was I really searching for freedom, or was I just on the run? Alone and isolated on the beach, I couldn't even remember what my intuition had said. Then I watched a cloud cover the sun when a cold wind rushed past my head. Impatient for my intuition, no voice came near, and the deeper I searched, there was no guidance I could hear. Come on, I kicked the sand. What am I doing here? What am I supposed to find? Then I heard the wind whisper. You are the missing line, it said. Who was that? Now where had she gone? I swear I heard a voice. But the only thing here was the sun's morning dawn. Day after day, I would wait in the sand and look for her voice. And night after night, I would head to bed listening to the wind while the crickets made noise. I knew I had gone to this beach for a reason, but I could not remember why. Why had I come on this search? And again I wondered, who am I? My moods would change with the weather. It seemed I was always in flux. Was I the energy moving through this body, or was I a generator in a way that energy and metals conduct? Was I the one thinking? Or was I the one hearing these thoughts? Who was I really when I knew I was the one who was caught? Then an eagle flew by, and it seemed to catch my eye. Was this all a dream as I felt my voice wondering the same question I was thinking? And so I asked, who then am I? After some time the eagle left to hunt, and so I too went to find food. No matter what I was thinking, there was no definite answer I could conclude. As I contemplated with the flowers, I imagined if I was born to have only 1,000 breaths. What would happen after it was over? Would the I, who I think myself to be, find absolute rest? Or would I end with my death? Then I noticed a wilting stem that had gotten too much sun, or maybe it hadn't received enough water. And this was the expression called death that had once held this beautiful blooming flower. As the life form approached the end, I noticed the sky began to cry. I wept with this poor flower as the onset of water had come too late, and over the next few days, I watched this poor flower die. Now who was I? Wasn't I destined for the same fate as the deceased flower? Surely I was a human today, but what happens when my body withers and I lose all my human power? And so I cowered. I began to bury my limbs in the sand. Oh, what is it all for when every living life is damned? Why does it have to die? Why can't the beauty just continue on? Oh, what is this cycle of suffering that always continues on? Fine, then I must be honest when I ask the question, who am I? I am a living man destined to die. This mind is the cause of all thoughts, cognition, and actions.
First, I externalize and project the world. And what is seen and thought? No matter what appears or what I sense, the mind always has a reaction. Oh, the mind should not be allowed to wander toward worldly objects. I should not be concerned with other people. Oh, how this world should be considered like a dream. And that's what I saw in the passing eagle. And so I directed the mind inward, not allowing thoughts to go toward external or worldly parts. I wanted to retain this thinking energy and place it into my heart. When the mind stays in the heart, it becomes quiescent. Then for a moment the world, its names, and all forms disappeared when an inner fire became luminescent. Now what was this fire? And who am I? Am I the one who was placed in the body? Or am I the one, before I was born, that goes on after I die? Surely this is the thought that will destroy all outer thoughts. Ah, so. And this meditation on the self raised me higher and higher, where all my ego thoughts finally began to let go. I felt a moment of stillness, and all my grasping had found cessation. The I, where all thoughts go, became empty, and there arose a feeling of self-realization. Yes, I'm not who I thought I was. Rather, my reality is more like the sea. This energy is not mine, but rather we are illuminated potential set free. The Atman, the Seer, and the Substratum. The entire universe is our eternity, and that is a single drop within this ocean. Layers upon layers have been coated over this form. But who am I? I am like an ocean of eternity that has forgotten why I was born. Where there is absolutely no I thought, when I let go and do without the egoity of the I, then my spirit is reborn while my lower possessive nature dies. When I act in this way, all will appear as the nature of Shiva, the auspicious one, with no beginning and no end. The Supreme Self cannot be killed, finished, or undone. Happiness is the very nature of the Self. What exists in truth is the Self alone. This world and God are appearances coming out through the individual soul. Liberation. We must inquire into the nature of one's true Self. The I who tells you who you think you are often forgets that we are the same as everything else. The nature of one's egoic self keeps the individual spirit in bondage. But once one realizes their true nature, their soul is liberated and they are no longer held hostage. Wisdom. We should remain quiet, not judging, criticizing, or claiming what is wrong or right. To resolve the mind churning in the self, we must rest in our true nature, and this is called wisdom insight. Wisdom means the appearance of no object. We are not leaving or straying from the self, not seeking what is other than that which lives within us. This is detachment or desirelessness, which unites us with the source that exists within itself. Non-attachment. As thoughts arise, we can destroy them without any residue in the very place of their origin, which means we can let go. Releasing the breath and then taking a breath in, 
we die before we are reborn. Ah, so. And so this is awareness. That is what I am. Existence, consciousness, bliss. For I am that self that exists within a single human man. Any time my mind would ramble, or when I got lost in the mind's flow, I would rediscover my true nature when I took a deep breath in, then I would hear myself think, ah, so, remembering and forgetting, my awareness would reach out before it would come to die. I was just like that flower who gave birth to a life before it passed on. And that is the answer to the great question, who am I? Breath after breath, there was no way to destroy the mind, but I discovered how the mind could reset. Ah, so, the mind could be tamed through focused awareness on the out-breath. Each breath in and out brought great stillness. There I came to rediscover the magnificence of this ordinary present. As long as awareness was on the breath, the inner nature knows the mind becomes quiescent. Once the awareness was steady, there was a great meditation the breath control fostered. Without desire or overthinking, my body began to move into various yogic postures. This yoga was a rejoining into the spiritual self, and the fluctuations of the mind reached a certain cessation. Ah, so, I could hear the great saint Ramana Maharshi whisper without a sound, silence is a great conversation.